0: Hey everyone, welcome to this week <laughs> so cold Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me Will Fleming I want to welcome you to a very cold Germany We are out walking In fact, if you've just joined the show, you may not know but uh, Germany has become my, my uncomfortable retreat Where I am entering back into the fitness game I'm trying to learn how to run again Whew. been like two and a half years since my last run probably you know 10 to 15 kgs and I just thought nope, we're gonna do something about it and you know too much sitting down, talking about life and not actually doing life so for the last five days or so I've been out here busting ass, well busting ass is like running for like one kilometer next to some ultra trains Freaky, hold on, let the train go by. Yeah, down the back streets of a small town in Germany. Feels kind of weird, but kind of cool at the same time. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. Um, If you're new here, just want to say thanks for joining, and if you're part of the furniture, honestly, thank you for joining the journey and blowing my mind. This week we're talking about being uncomfortable, and my guest this week is... A nice chap who I've been on his podcast a few times and now he's joining me on my podcast. A good mate from Wellington. His name's Chris Desmond and he joins me on the podcast. His podcast is called Uncomfortable is Okay. And he's all about getting a bit more uncomfortable and embracing that uncomfortability in your life. And that's certainly what I've been up to in this dreary weather. It's kind of become a challenge for me where... The harder the weather the more I want to get out of it the more I want to get into it rather so yeah we have a good chat about his story about why why he cares about being uncomfortable and I think you'll find it very interesting I just want to say also that part of the motivation for me I've started listening to an audiobook called can't hurt me and I highly recommend that you check it out it's by a guy called David Goggins He's this next level, basically he picks the hardest option every time and it made me think very deeply about how kind of soft I am, you know like I'm doing this podcast and I'm going to work but how much am I leaving on the table because I'm choosing to sit in the lazy boy or the caravan instead of going out for a run and doing more exercise. So I don't know what this all means, I feel like my podcast is pitched to those of us who You know, maybe have it all right in life, whatever that means. Um, Maybe have three meals, have an okay job, have someone that loves them. You know, that's my baseline of what I think is okay, but obviously that changes depending where you are and what's happening. But Dave talks about in his book, you know, like, you're not the victim. Regardless what your situation, get after it. And that's kind of sunk into my mind and why I'm all interested in this uncomfortable kind of conversation. So hopefully we touch a bit on that with the podcast today um, with Chris. And yeah, I think let's just get into it. Uh, normally i do like this whole big advert for float culture. But I feel like it's kind of weird thinking about floating while we're out suffering. Or maybe, and I do hint in this in my podcast maybe those two things are connected you know in the podcast i gave this weird example about how i relate floating to being in the womb and that i thought that was awesome that we get to go back to the womb when we when we float but the bit i forgot is what happens straight after you're in the womb you get born you go through the most uncomfortable moment in your life where you literally get squeezed of life life into you or life out of you and that kind of moment made me think, okay, got to put a bit more suffering back into the game. All right, team, thank you all for joining me. Enjoy the podcast and wish me luck on my training. We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience, whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face-to-face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food.
1: It's not food, it's silence.
0: I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast. My antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming. Welcome to my podcast. Please blow my mind. Chris, thanks for joining me on the uh, on the podcast. How are you, man? You you rocking and rolling. Had a hard night of baby baby stuff.
1: Oh, the, the night was okay for me, actually. Uh, it, it was the morning, so what are we... It's about uh, 7.40 at the moment, so I've been up for a, up for a couple of hours hanging out <laughs> with the wee man. Uh, the night, I think, was a bit rougher for, for my wife, though. Yeah. Look, so it's good that I can get up and have some hugs. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, a good day when you can have a hug. Look, I've invited you on the podcast, A, because um, I thought about waiting until we could be kind of together in real life, but um, as it's turned out, we just... Time just carries on, and and I had been <clears throat> listening to an audio book this week that kept talking about this word uncomfortable, and so when I got back from um, being out for a run, and that's where we can go into a bit later. I'm trying to <clears throat> learn how to run, which is no, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, I kept thinking about being uncomfortable, being uncomfortable, and I thought, no, it's time to get you on the podcast uh, to talk about this. Uncomfortability or whatever it is that you've found yourself in. I guess let, let's just start with why the hell are you trying to become more uncomfortable? What is it about being uncomfortable that <laughs> that, that is attracting you? Because in society it seems to be we're searching for comfort.
1: Mm. Exactly. Uh, do you want the, you okay with the long version, I'm assuming, yes, too? Yes, please. Good, mate. Good. And I, I'm hoping that this doesn't preclude us from actually having a catch-up and recording a chat in your caravan when you bring it to Wellington as well.
0: Dude, we're going to book you in. We're going to be <laughs> cool, uncomfortable cool. in my caravan.
1: <laughs> awesome, mate. Um, so, I'm, a, yeah, as most people can see in here, I'm a, a Kiwi guy. I'm 35. I was born in, in 1983 uh, and grew up kind of moving around New Zealand, mostly sort of semi-rural, so uh, West Auckland in the 80s, Kaitaia, Thames, uh, and like most Kiwi kids of of that era, uh, especially the ones that lived kind of a little bit out in the country, really enjoyed the outdoors, getting outside, exploring, um, starting to play some sport, getting into nature, using my body physically, so I pretty good at uh, getting out of, outside of my comfort zone and challenging myself from a physical perspective, but also, like most Kiwi kids, especially young Kiwi males that were born in the early to mid to late eighties, uh, I wasn't particularly flash at getting outside my, outside of my comfort zone from an emotional perspective. Mm. No one really talked about emotions or feelings or or things like that so like as a as a guy you were you were hungry you were tired you were happy uh and you're a bit angry maybe bordering on sad when the all blacks lost Mm. um and that was kind of your emotional range but in, in saying that growing up everything is new for you so everything is challenging So you're kind of consistently pushed to get uncomfortable and get outside of your comfort zone Mm. based on all of these new experiences that you're you're having. Uh, So I grew up, went through school, went off to university down in Otago uh, to study physiotherapy. And at that point in time, I mean, again, massively different experience, a whole lot of new stuff going on, um, which was in some ways – uncomfortable in other ways just absolutely amazing experience at Otago University mm. as I'm sure a lot of people have had there um, but graduated from from my physiotherapy degree I uh, came up to Wellington got a job and for some reason I had in my head that that this was what what society was telling me life was about that I, well, you work hard at school, you work hard at university, you get a job, that's it, you sit there for life. Yeah. And so here I am at, at 23 uh, with, my, with my shiny new degree and my shiny new job. And kind of, uh, I was like, "All right, I'm set- settling in here. I've got uh, another 42 years of work before <laughs> I can retire." And uh, um, so, I, I pretty quickly settled into a habit of going to work, uh, hanging out with mates, partying, uh, playing playing sport, probably reasonably reasonably socially, although some of the other the members of my team would probably argue it wasn't particularly social. It's under 85 kg rugby. So there's a, there's a bit of competition there um, and, and partying some more. And like in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Um, but that was, I, I was kind of really working from a really fixed mindset kind of place at that time. That I was like, this is it. This is this is what life is about. So that's the routine that I got into. And that just dragged on for year after year after year. So probably for around five years or so. And, and in that time, I had a couple of injuries as well. So I wasn't playing sport as as much. Um, had a, a little bit of metalware on my legs, um, which kind of precluded me from playing for a little while. Um and then with that routine, I, I really I got into quite a rut with that and just kind of following that way of living, I probably ended up pretty unhappy, mm. pretty unhealthy um, and, and really unfulfilled in what it was that I was doing. So I knew that something was wrong. I had this kind of internal sense of discomfort with it, um, knowing something that was wrong but not knowing exactly what it was and, and not knowing uh, what to do about it, and because I hadn't particularly explored my emotional comfort zone uh, that much beforehand, it was really hard to ask myself tough questions around why I was feeling this way um, because I'd never really done it before. Uh, but but slowly, that kind of sense of discomfort built, and I had to start asking myself these questions. And it was it was a real slow burn, but I, I kind of came to the conclusion that, hey, actually, I've probably got life a little bit wrong mm. if i'm thinking hey this is this is what it's about and I was thinking back to when I was the most fulfilled growing up, uh, when I was the most excited about life, and that was usually when I was taking on some kind of challenge. Mm. Um, and, and pushing my boundaries a little bit. So what I started to do is I started to get back outside of my comfort zone and identify, identify a few different challenges for myself. So uh, this was kind of coming off the back of injury as well. So I started to get back into a little bit of running, which was kind of the easy in for me because I'd always known how to how to train and how to move my body in that way. Um, and then – also kind of started to, to stick my hand up at work uh, a little bit more as well and take a little bit more responsibility there. Um, and also started to try and ask myself some tough questions at the same time mm-hmm. to, to try and explore that emotional uh, area as well, mm-hmm. which I'm a lot better in now than I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you ask my wife, I think she will agree, um, but probably still have some some to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> And then that, that kind of slowly built and built from there is that those, those small moments of stepping outside of my comfort zone and taking on a challenge led to larger and larger and larger ones um, as my confidence in myself and my ability to to take on challenges and my resilience improved with that. Um, and I don't know how far you want me to take this well mm. if you want well, me just to keep deep, keep going I want or you to
0: blow my mind
1: <laughs> <laughs> blow your mind all right so um, so like it wasn't a nice linear progression and I've been thinking about this for a, for a little bit that um, often like when we're working on something we think this uh, if, for people who are watching the video you see that nice linear mm. upward improvement life doesn't work like that. Uh, You go up a bit, then you plateau for a little bit and then you go up a little bit more and then you plateau a little bit more and then you'll drop back a wee bit more Mm. and you'll bounce around all over the shop. So stepping outside of your comfort zone is hard. And sometimes it was too hard for me. So I just, I, I stepped back and I pulled back in, inside of myself and just kind of sat there for a little bit. But uh, every time I did that, I I felt that kind of that loss of, of fulfillment um, and loss of uh, excitement about life as well. Mm. So, and it was, it, it was a continual uh, journey of, of small steps. And I mean, that's, that's culminated in, in a couple of things. Um, like from a, probably from a physical perspective, last year I ran a, an ultra marathon around the hills of Wellington. Um, so it was about 62 Ks, I think, with about three kilometres of elevation. So it was, Damn. it was my biggest, yeah, biggest physical challenge. It was, uh, it was brutal, but it was, it was good. And it was, it was really interesting to uh, kind of challenge myself in that way. Like the physical was hard, but the, the mental side of things was mm. was probably even tougher with that. Um, but also it led me to to kicking off my own podcast, which where are we now? December has probably been going for about two and a half years. Uh it's called Uncomfortable Is Okay. And it was it was about exploring the the concept of how people step outside of their comfort zones and take mm-hmm. on their own challenges um, because the the more I understand about life and the more I, I kind of learn about myself is that there's no one right way to do anything. Um, so I figured if I could talk to a whole lot of different people about how they do it, that actually, I would find some some stuff that was valuable for me in regards to yeah, I, l- I really like that technique and that strategy that they use, mm. um, and I can I can see how to apply it here, and then this other person I can I can apply that strategy in another area of my life, um, and along the way, some people have listened to the podcast as well, so the the range of stories that I get from people as well are hopefully resonating with, with some of my audience and and not every story is going to kind of hit home for, for everybody. Um, and not every technique is going to, is going to feel right for everybody as well that, that these people use. Even if you listen to one, usually there's one thing that you can pull out that Mm -hmm. you can say, Oh, cool. Yeah. That, that makes sense to me. I can use that in my own life.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so it's been a it's been a journey.
0: What I'm trying to get my head around and listening to you talk is, you know, there's kind of a progression of getting out of that comfort zone. But I'm trying to work out, you know, so I'm I'm someone who looks at life and says the clues are everywhere, you know, and I think about mm-hmm. things like you don't. Hopefully, you don't need a manual to tell you to love your baby. You know, that's inbuilt. But mm-hmm. what I can't work out is if exercise is so good for us, why is it that I haven't gone for a run in over two years, and I know why. Because it's been so uncomfortable the last four days I've been going. Not huge runs, but I think I posted on social media the first day, you know. And and for those who haven't seen it, it basically was there's a guy who had real awesome gear from you know the the sports shop, and went out and realized that you know you might as well being you might as well have been running nude because that was how stripped back i felt emotionally you know it was actually worse having new gear and i was just trying to get it into my head like that's a good feeling because that's going to mom- keep my momentum up you know like i don't want to lose any i don't want to go back further than feeling mm. in the dumps but i was th- i was trying to work out you know is it the fact that the last two years you haven't run, and what is what is so strong to not make you do it? I think people can have their own version of this, whether it's not speaking up when they should have at work, whether it's not taking that challenge because you thought you were taking the safety or the less uncomfortable route. Um, have you kind of been able to pin down why we're so complicated as humans? Like, why does it take you being uncomfortable to, to realise that, you know, part of this game is a bit of suffering.
1: Yeah, mate, I think there's a couple of things in that actually. Um, one of them is that, I mean, that, that idea of comfort as well is that we we inherently want to stay within our comfort zones and, and being in your comfort zone is, is a good thing. You don't want to be outside of it all the time, otherwise you just go crazy and stress yourself out and have uh, high levels of, of anxiety all the time. Um, But also we're, we're marketed comfort day in, day out, like all the advertising that you see is targeted to, this is going to make your life more comfortable. This is going to make your life easier. So that, that messaging that we get around that really wants us to stay within our comfort zones. And and i think that like as the majority of society as well is does sit within their comfort zone too so a lot of the people that we interact with on a on a day to day basis um they they're really quite stuck within their comfort zones that they mm. they don't step out and and take on kind of big uh audacious challenges i mean like for example when you were when you were setting up your caravan podcast studio mate, uh like there's a, there's enough people out there that think that's a wicked idea but you probably ran into a few people as well that are like what the hell are you doing that for
0: yeah
1: why why are you why are you up to that to that why don't mm-hmm. you go and get a get a job and mm-hmm. uh, sit, at, sit at a desk so there's there's that kind of that messaging that we get to say, hey, stick within your comfort zone, stick within the safety of the, of the group. Um, but kind of coming around to, to your point in regards to that, that difficulty and that pain and that suffering that you go through, when you start something as well as that, like if you think of anything that you've started, I mean, running's a really good example because there's a, there's a physical discomfort mm-hmm. that you get when you, when you start things off. But <laughs> when you're, when you're starting e- anything, like i mean, with your, with the first podcast that mm-hmm. you, that you did with my Kiwi life, that would have been a really uncomfortable experience initially yeah. for you, I think as yeah. well. Um, or uh, yeah starting a new job or uh, kind of starting uh, learning a language or learning an instrument or or learning a new skill in in any way there's that that period that we go through that is that everything is hard because everything is new to us Mm. uh and it it takes it takes a certain amount of resilience for us to get through that that initial period because we we're, we're hardwired to want to stay comfortable to like we've we've evolved to try and conserve energy and try and not stand out from the group um, and try and yeah stick within stick within the crowd so especially if we don't really kind of have a good understanding of why we want to do something like if we step into something new, it's painful. Mm. We're going we're to want to pull back from it. Um, so, I mean, what, why are the reasons, what, why have you started running now? Why do you want to be a runner?
0: Well, I don't, but here's the thing. <laughs> okay. um, um, it's a change of scenery for me. So, we're currently in Germany and it's winter. And there's not many things Mm. to do inside the house. So I thought it was a good opportunity Mm. as well because I've got a month off work to really try something new, you know? And it is like new. I mean, I used to play rugby for a living, so I've been really fit before. But right now, it's like I am a two-year-old, you know, with these giant um, clown shoes on and I'm rediscovering. Like, right. I have no idea how I ran like for example I was out running here and there was a 14 kilometer run that I used to be able to do and I walked it the other day and it broke me just walking it you know and I was like man mm. it's like it's like it really captured my imagination because I'm just trying to get to like there's this bridge right and it's about one one and a half k's away or something like that and that's all I'm trying to get to and that's so far off what I'd like to be able to run but it's kind of cool at the same time. I, I know that every day going out there, being uncomfortable, it, um, it's kind of setting up these little goals, you know, and it's giving me something to kind of look forward to during the day. And I don't know, man, it's kind of like, I guess all the stuff we're saying, you can kind of think, oh, yeah, that all sounds logical. But at the same time, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's so interesting to work through the mind, you know, and work through mm. why it is that, you know, we might go, oh, I went two years without going for a run. And that's just my example. There'll be people who have gone, you know, maybe 50 years without trying something out of <laughs> yeah. their comfort zone. And that scares the crap out of me, you know, and it should, right? Because um, it's something about the world we live in too, particularly our world where we have so much, you know, it's almost like mm. it prepares us to not, be ready to either enjoy it. You know, I was thinking about, and I'm keen to pick your brains about this uncomfortable thing because it's really captured my mind, obviously, now we're talking. But um, it's something like, you know how I always talk about the float stuff on this podcast yep. and being in the womb, and for me it's the most natural thing. But then I thought about like what happens after you leave the womb. You have the most uncomfortable moment, probably, Traumatic moment of your life literally squeezing either life into you or out of you. Whatever way you look at it, even if it's caesarean, like it ain't no fun. Babies don't mm. come out smiling, mm. they come out crying. And I was trying to think about, you know, maybe there needs to be more, you know, um, enforced pain somehow. Maybe that's what the exercise is, you know, or maybe that's what evolution prepared us for, which makes sense because food wasn't guaranteed and, you know, there was fighting going on all over the show. And now we just want the float part, which is good for you, without the kind of, I don't know, trauma is maybe the wrong word, but it seems that if you look at any of these things, they go hand in hand together. So, I mean... It's weird because we kind of have that trauma if you look at mental health. It's like there's tra- mm-hmm. trauma going on, but maybe it's just trauma that can't be equalized or balanced, you know? So there's that light and darkness, and yeah, man, it's really, it's really interesting. All I can think, though, is that that's too big-scale. At the moment, it's just day by day, which is... Um, which is something that has been fun. And I try and imagine myself in 30 days and, you know, what that will be like. And I look forward to the day we go for a run and every step doesn't suck. But anyway, this isn't about me trying to um, Mm. whinge, even though (laughs) I do enjoy whinging about it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But it is this enforced suffering. And and I mean, is that something when you're speaking to people about being uncomfortable? Because surely, the message surely isn't, I mean, you're making people feel comfortable by explaining how to be uncomfortable, and I mean, uncom- mm. uncomfortable should suck a little bit, shouldn't it?
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, I think, mate, life is life is inherently uncomfortable. That even if you are sitting, kind of, in your lazy boy uh, with a with a beer and a bowl of a bowl of chips, watching mm. watching TV, watching sport on TV, and that's kind of. Where you live your life and what you what you do, and as I said before, there's nothing wrong with that on occasion. Um, but if that is all you do, there's a certain amount of discomfort associated with that as well. Yeah. Um, at least for for me, that there was there there was that. Um, hey, I'm not fulfilling what I what I want to be doing and mm-hmm. the person that I want to be. So I think there is discomfort in life, and that's just inherent in life that's uh, that's something that happens regardless of of what you're doing um that i mean people people around us pass away um unfortunate things happen pets die uh people get sick there are there are storms there are there are floods there are earthquakes that we we need to deal with um, but also there are, there are times that we can choose to get uncomfortable to, uh, to do things that are meaningful to us. Um, and even if they're, they're not super meaningful, even if they're just something that we're curious about and that we want to learn a new skill, I mean, it, one, it gives us the opportunity to, to learn that skill, but also what it does is it helps us build some resilience so if we're picking a challenge that we want to take on or, or an area that we want to step out of our comfort zone and say, hey, cool, I'm going to go and do this, it's not just that that you get. it's, your, it's increases your capacity to, uh, to deal with tough stuff mm-hmm. so that when life throws that tough stuff at you as it is invariably going to do at some point, you're better equipped to deal with with that point um so that that doesn't overwhelm you Mm. that if you're if if one of your parents passes away unexpectedly or or yeah your your pet gets hit by a car that yeah it's sad and yeah it hurts but it doesn't it doesn't overwhelm you it doesn't stop you coming back in Mm. and living life so i mean that's that's one of the ways that that i think about it but I mean, you, you talked about running before as well and like that 14K loop uh, is is a great example and that's something that you used to be able to do and like you know that when once you get back into running, like you'll be able to do that and actually it might even be fun sometimes mm. it, Sometimes mm. when you do it. Um, not every time because running is is uncomfortable as well <laughs> but where you're at with things at the moment is that you're struggling with that getting to that bridge, which is a K, a K and a half away. And like, that's one of the biggest blocks I find with people is that, Hey, I've got this massive goal and this, this big dream that I want to do, which is really cool. And it's a great motivator for you. But if you can only do that first kilometer of that 14 kilometer um, run that you want to do, but your brain still tells you, Oh, 14 k 1k that's a massive difference
0: mm.
1: how am I going to get there that's that's going to be super hard that sometime your brain will stop you from or tell you not nah, just give it up yeah give it up well what, what are you up to bro <laughs> um and it'll it'll pull you back and it'll pull you back inside of your comfort zone so so setting yourself up some road markers on the way like hey I want to I want to get to the bridge, and then uh, once I've got to the bridge, I want to get to the the petrol station. After yeah. that, that's my next step, and, and then I, it makes so much sense. Progressively stepping it out. Yeah. yeah. And I mean the, the physical, the physical training is is like a great example um, because it's it's all progressive training that you start where you are mm. with things. Um, like if you're if you're running and you want to run a marathon, that. You don't go out and run a marathon first up. Mm. You start with getting up and running for, for five minutes, and then you slowly build that up day after day. Or if you're going to the gym and you're lifting weights, that you don't go and you don't go in and try and squat 200 kgs mm. on day one, um, unless you're just an incredible unit um, that you you progressively get bigger. Um, and and build up and I think like especially as Kiwi guys that's something that is quite easy for us to understand that that concept of oh yeah I need to progressively train myself physically to get better my body's really good at adapting to things but it takes a little while Mm. what we're not quite so good at is understanding that from a like from a mental or a skill building perspective it's the same concept that hey I've got this—the this skill, all this language that I want to learn. Um, I'm not going to be able to hold a conversation in it um, for six months. Mm. But if I learn uh, twenty new words a week, then in six months' time, pff, my maths isn't great. Uh, actually, you've probably still only you probably still only got about 150 words, so it'll be a short conversation. I don't know. That's that's wrong. You've you've got more than that. You get maybe a thousand words, so you'll be able to hold a, a basic conversation at that point in time. Mm. But because that we don't look at it the same way as we look at physical training, when it gets hard, we just we just stop. And sometimes with learning a skill, like when you when you go out and train physically, um, you get yeah it's painful yeah it hurts but afterwards you're like actually my body's released some endorphins here Mm. it's cool i I feel okay i've got a little bit of a buzz on i've I've got a wee bit of a reward Mm. uh happening that doesn't always happen when you're um when you're training a skill or you're um kind of challenging yourself from an emotional perspective so you don't you don't get that reward. So sometimes it's harder to stick with that stuff than it is to stick with, with the mm. physical.
0: Mm. And a couple of things I picked up when you're talking is that, um, so thinking about this mental training, the way we were talking about it with physical training, <laughs> like – you want to go 14k but you got to get to the bridge Mm. first then you got to get to the service Mm -hmm. station after that that's something that can apply mentally too right we're saying to ourselves i want to be happy but happy is the 14k loop so why don't you Mm. try and first get happy enough down to your 1.5k you know um, whatever that means for you and, and try and build up slowly which makes total sense that it would be the same and and Maybe that's just something like, um, you know, today, instead of being a scratchy bugger, um, for overseas listeners, that's a weird Kiwi term for, like, being a grump, being grumpy, Um, don't, you know, smile instead of barking, Mm. and that's maybe your 1.5K, or something like that, right, because we're trying to say, I want to be the perfect person, or uh, my example is, you know, we're really good now at telling others how they should act, you know, and it's actually annoying me a lot, you know, it's like, Mm. how about worry about how you act and so that's why I hardly ever call other people out online or in real life because, man, I've got enough of my own demons, you know, and um, maybe at the Mm. day that I can get all of those demons under control, then you should go out there and, you know, tell others how to live, but i reckon that's part of this mental health thing we're just so good at we're trying to be comfortable with how bad we feel and what makes us feel comfortable Mm. is offloading it on to others Eh, you know like um getting the small endorphin hit from telling others how crap they are
1: if we if we go back to the start um one of the one of the ladies that was on my podcast, I asked everyone for a challenge at the end of at the end of the show, and she said, "Find five minutes of sunshine a day." Mm-hmm. So not like I mean, you could use literal sunshine, but she was talking about finding five minutes of of good stuff to do, and whether that is kind of going outside and uh, sitting in the garden and just enjoying the garden Mm. Uh, and that's that's a really nice way just to kind of start start things off is just find five minutes of stuff during the day Mm. that makes you happy or makes you content awesome Uh, and then and then and then building from there but yeah coming i mean coming back around to to your point around uh around mental health as well and and i think that's a like it's a massively important uh, thing for us at the moment, and and it's really great that a light is being shone on that because me, I mean mental health is like is like physical health is that everybody has mental health, and I like I, I know that you're you're good mates with Jimmy Hunt, mm. and yeah, I, I really like the way that he thinks about mental health as well. Is it it it's it's something that we need to work on, and something that we need to train. Continuously, it's not just when when stuff gets bad that that that's when you need to mm-hmm. to address it. But I think as as well um, that we're we're despite being like really connected um, with with the internet and uh, at the moment we're also quite we're also quite isolated. And I think, and kind of especially coming from that that Kiwi background where we don't talk about stuff. That it's quite it's quite hard for us um, to discuss some of this hard stuff that we mm. that we go through, and as you say, like having that kind of internal discomfort and battling those internal demons, the communication that we have around it manifests as coming out as attacking people online to try and make yourself feel better about stuff, um, which. Yeah, is gonna give you a it'll make you feel better for a little bit. But actually if we can change the way that we we try and communicate around that, because like one thing that I've found for for talking with people over the last two and a half years around challenge and getting outside of their comfort zone is everyone battles those those inner demons and those challenges and those those hard times. Um, I mean, I've I've interviewed uh, Olympic medalists and CEOs of of companies and uh, actors and and musicians, and they the a real common theme is yeah, they battle with this stuff as well. But no one no one has particularly shared that previously. Hmm. That people are starting to talk about it more now, which is which is great for those people out there. Um, that that think, hey, I, I'm really unique in the problems that I have. That everyone else looks like they've got their uh, got their life together. That actually, it's, it's people like yourself, it's people like me, it's people like uh, that are hopefully reasonably relatable guys. Like if we're talking about these challenges and these problems that we have, that gives the opportunity for other people to sit, to look at us and say, hey these guys have challenges as well yeah their challenges aren't quite the same as mine but they're similar mm. so maybe it's okay for me to to have these problems and in, in kind of opening up opening up a forum of discussion around around our mental well-being and the challenges that we that we face especially as um like ladies go through this stuff as well but especially as kind of kiwi males um where we're really overrepresented in the um in the suicide statistics that for those people that go first and talk about the the mental challenges that they've had like for for me for example um i have kind of a bit of low level of anxiety at times i've felt uh Kind of especially when I was stuck in that, rather a real big sense of shame around kind of who I was being at a, as a person, mm-hmm. um, and I've had a, I've had a couple of panic attacks as well, um, just nothing nothing serious, and I, I've recognised what they what they were and uh, have done stuff to address that. But but if we can go first and talk about this stuff, then that gives other people the opportunity to start exploring that for themselves. A little bit more and that's kind of that slowly uh, hopefully how things change
0: Mm. look I guess the one thing I just want to kind of add in there and I don't know if it's popular or not but it's like if you just take it to the running example again you can talk about running all you want but it doesn't help you you can even go shopping for running you know, so you can get double endorphins, you can tell all your friends you're going to go running, you can go to the the supermarket like I did and buy some flash, you know, bright colored gear that makes you feel like, you know, whatever it makes you feel like, but until you get on that road, it sucks, you know, and I, I wonder mm. if that's the bit we don't kind of communicate enough is that it's cool for guys to talk, it's cool for women to talk, it's cool for everybody to talk, but we've got, now got to move to that next stage, which I don't know what that is, you know? It's something It's something physical, eh? And I don't know, it's just captured my mind and I get it why we don't want to because, man, it's, as much as I've hated it um, the last four days, it's been cool. It's nice to know when I'm walking upstairs why my legs are mm. sore, sore instead of just having <laughs> a random ache, you know? Um, all right, we're going to wrap it up because... Um, we've both got places to be i'm jet lagged and need to go to bed and you've got a whole day in front of you um the question i have for you is what's the one moment in your life that blew your mind um i don't really know what that means apart from the fact that i think it means something like you couldn't see the world the same way
1: Mm. yeah um I've been thinking about this one for a little while, actually, because I, I thought sooner or later I would hopefully be a guest <laughs> on your on your podcast. So I just kind of the, the wheels have been turning, and I think for me it was uh, it was when I I became a dad um, about eight months ago, and I haven't really kind of shared this that that much, but um, my son was born pretty early, um, so he. He was born, yeah, un- unexpectedly early. Uh, so we we ended up in in hospital, and he was in uh, he was in Wellington Hospital uh, for a little while um, as he was as he was growing and uh, and developing and, and getting getting bigger before uh, we were able to bring him home. And I think, like, I mean, the the act of becoming a parent is is incredible as well, and it, like I think it changes your your perspective forever. But also, kind of the the sense of the sense of gratitude around the privilege that I have um, living in New Zealand and living in Wellington and uh, being a, a white middle class male um, and kind of having access to this amazing technology that. Could help keep my baby alive, and could could help him grow and develop into the into the kid that he is today. Um, and living in close proximity to it, so I could go in and uh, to the hospital, so I could go in and see him uh, every day and <clears throat> and spend time with him, um, and having an amazing, uh, like state of like world class healthcare team looking after. Him there, just like that. That's something that has has really blown my mind. I mean, mm. it's like it's it's the act of becoming a parent, and and being a dad, and kind of being being responsible for mm. for this little one, and just having so much unconditional love for them as well. But it's also the what's blown my my mind is how privileged we are to live in a country like New Zealand, and have access to all of these amazing facilities and amazing people um, that we can, that we often take for granted, yep. um, that's, that's something that just, just blows my mind about how, how lucky and how privileged I am mm. as well.
0: Yeah, that privilege is an interesting word. How it's um, you know it can mean different things to different people. Like eh? for me, it just means mm. uh, you know being grateful about you know the extreme hard work that probably our parents and grandparents and their generations before them put in. Mm. Um, you know, I think it's been kind of brought into a, a different meaning these days. Like you're having something that. Somebody else isn't, and then you should feel bad for that. And I think for me, it's like, well, we've all got some areas where we, you think things are going well, things aren't going well. And I think it's that acknowledgement, you know, that um, jeepers, there's, there's a lot of thing, there's a lot of things wrong with the world, but you know, there's also a lot of things right. So, I, yeah, it's nice to hear you acknowledge that stuff, and that's awesome, man. That's awesome that the the magnitude of having a child change the way you think or the way you do think you know because mm. it's no small feat to you know keep them alive it's it's um, if you if you really look at it for what it is you're in charge of a human life it's like wow that's a little bit too much eh and um, yeah that's the ultimate uncomfortable maker
1: yeah. I mean, we're we're eight months down the track now, and mm. I still turn around and say to my my wife, and I was like, "We've got a baby," <laughs> <laughs> and that still it still blows my mind.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And long will it? Long may it blow your mind. Um, yeah, Chris Desmond, thanks, bro, for joining me on the podcast. Quickly, where can people catch up with you, follow you online, listen to your podcast?
1: <clears throat> yeah, sure thing, mate. Um, so obviously people listening to your podcast just search for uncomfortable is okay on the podcast app that you're you're listening on at the moment it'll be there Um, you can find me on the social channels uh, on uh, Facebook and Instagram uncomfortable is okay uh, on Twitter and LinkedIn if you search for Chris Desmond Um, for those of you in in Wellington I'm running a workshop Uh, at the end of january about uh, strategically identifying challenges and kind of how to work through it in a progressive fashion uh i think that the website for that is surmountcourse.com s-u-r-m-o-u-n-t course.com if you want to come along or um yeah just hit me up for a message if you want to go out for a coffee or something
0: (laughs) awesome awesome well thanks again man and um I look forward to catching up with you in physical form in this caravan, and the chairs are yeah, uncomfortable, man. so it'll be right up your Good. alley. because about 40 minutes in, yep. you get a sore bum. So, <laughs> like, <"Ooh."> yeah. <laughs> awesome, bro. All right, mate. Cheers, bro. Thanks very much. Catch ya.